0: glad to be up here today. I know this one's a tough one for me today, just bear with me because I am going to share a little bit about my past. So, and I know a lot of you probably haven't heard this, so it'll be interesting. And today's title is, It's All About Me. Yeah, if you know me, that's not where I'm at. But it is, It's All About Me. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, Sometimes before we, yeah, that's what he did. Sometimes when we minister, we, before we can minister to others, we need to make sure that God has ministered to us. You need to take that reflective time. I want to share about my past and how the Lord helped me, and I'm hoping it will be able to minister to you. If you've been hurt in the past, you need to let go and let God heal you. And that's where I'm going today. Have you ever looked back at your past and thought, if I hadn't experienced that awful situation, I wouldn't be where I am today? Sometimes the trials and the situations that were so uncomfortable are exactly what you need to make you stronger today. I am so blessed to be where I am now. God has not only given me an awesome ministry here at The Hope, but has given my husband, given me a husband who loves me. And he actually thinks I'm beautiful. Isn't that awesome? Doesn't matter what y'all think, as long as he thinks I'm beautiful, I'm good. It always hasn't been like that though. And I, frankly, I was very shy and self-conscious when I was younger. And what God, God has done in my life has been a journey to say the least. You know, as a teenager, I was picked on. And it went on for a long time. I see I started out with a thyroid condition, which at that time in my life, in fifth, sixth grade, I grew as tall as I am now. I weighed 99 pounds. My arms hung down to here. My legs grew, but the other parts of me didn't because of my thyroid. My eyes bulged. My mouth was big. And it was not a pretty sight. And, you know, kids are kids, and they make fun of you. And it happened a lot. So as kids do, they pointed out my flaws, and they would make me cry. And I tried to fit in, but it wasn't good. And I can remember going home, and my mom, bless her heart, she was always a positive person. And when I'd come in crying and say, Mom, they made fun of me again today, I don't know... Her answer to me was, oh, they can't be that bad. It had to be you. After a while, I just kept to myself. I quit trying. And I wanted to fit in, but I never got the chance. You see, I'm going to share this. I asked Cheryl, should I, shouldn't I, and I'm going to. I just want you to know where I came from. Like I said, I quit trying, and one day, one of the popular kids said, hey, we're having a party Friday night, want to come? And I was like, oh, really? I didn't think it through. So I went got a new outfit, and I didn't wear makeup. So my sister did my hair, and she tried to put makeup on me. She had that eyelash curler thing. She chased me around the house going, Barb, come on, i got to put mascara in. And she put the eyelash thing in, and I jerked back, and I lost all my eyelashes. But I went to this party. I remember vividly the outfit I had on. It was a really cool black turtleneck with black pants. I felt so good. Well, I got to the party and didn't realize their motive for inviting me. I became the joke of the party. And it ended up with me in a corner in a dark basement with them throwing food and pop on me. So I remember going upstairs, calling Mom and saying, come get me. Never heard another word from my mom out of that. Never, I'm sorry. Almost like, well, they really couldn't have done that. I don't think she could believe it. So anyway, that was what my junior, here, junior high and high school years were sort of like. So I want to fast forward a little bit when I met Norm and fell in love. And you know, Pastor Norm saw something in me that nobody else did. I God blinded his eyes. I don't know what happened. But he just fell head over heels with me too. And we were so total opposites. I was the goody two shoes that all I did was my homework and went to school. And he was just, he was the bad boy. I didn't know I liked bad boys, but evidently I did. And you know, he helped me. He went out and bought me clothes. He helped me put my makeup on. He taught me how to put makeup on. And he took care of me. It was amazing. So far, so even so, because it's so funny, this is when we were first married. And he had done all this. I came home one day, and the bathtub was full of clothes. And guys, when I say he got me clothes, he got me the whole outfit, the makeup, the lipstick, the hose, the lingerie, everything to go with it. Pretty cool, huh? And we live in a brand new subdivision. And those men were so mad at him, they wouldn't talk to him for weeks. Why'd you have to go do that for your wife? Now my wife wants it. (laughs) But he made me feel good about myself and encouraged me. And four years into our marriage, Norm and I gave our hearts to Jesus. Both of us were miraculously changed, and we both fell in love with the Lord. And when I gave my life to the Lord the Lord continued the healing process that Norm had started. I was a broken person, but God had plans for me. The Lord brought me out of my shell and even called me to minister to others, and I've never looked back. I read the Word, and I soaked everything up like a sponge. I began to not only read about how to change, but began applying the changes. One of the best quotes I've ever heard is from Joyce Myers. Get better or get bitter. A lot of people are shaking their heads going, I've heard that from you enough. (laughs) Get better, not bitter. It changed my life. You see, you choose if you want to continue with your life and have a positive attitude or keep telling yourself how bad you feel because of what happened in your past and be bitter. Now, years later, when Norm and I went on vacation, we went to visit my parents. And we had all four of the kids by this time. My, one of my sons, he was about 14. And he was looking through old photo albums. And he looked at this one picture, and he goes, Mom, who was this? And I looked, and I said, oh, that was me. And he put the photo album down, and I said, oh, Mom, give me a hug. <laughs> so, see, I'm not just saying this. It was true. <laughs> but if you've been hurt or you have low self-esteem, you know, it's okay. God can help you. It's okay. It's what you do with it right now. You can start today and begin to change how you think and change your actions. So I want to share with you today three steps that help me. And I want you, if you're struggling with your self-image, you're shy, you've been hurt, just take note of these three steps. It's be an imitator of Christ, be thankful and encouraging, and be truthful. Being an imitator for Christ... Have you guys ever noticed when you're around certain people, you tend to pick up their mannerisms? Like, hey, yo, bro, cool. And sometimes even their hand, I'm around certain people that use their hands like this, I end up using my hands like this. Have you ever noticed that? We do that. We tend to imitate. Our our communication changes when we get around others that can rub off on you. Now, this was a year or two ago, and we, I spent a week with my mother-in-love, which I like to call her because she's awesome, while Norm went to classes in Grand Rapids. And Andy and my little granddaughter, Evangeline, came up to visit. And Evangeline was walking in her front yard, and there's a pond there, and there were these cement deer. I think Evangeline thought the deer was real. So she walks up to the deer, she looks at it, and she went, Oh, Fine! I stood there and laughed because it sounded just like what Andy would have said. It was so hysterical. She had him down to a T. She learned to copy her daddy. And then it hit me. I want to copy my daddy. I want to copy the words and ways of my father. How do we get to that point? By reading the word, by putting what you read into practice, in a way, imitating Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1.6 says, You became imitators for us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. Joyce Myers also says, Once your mindset changes, the outside will change along with it. It's so true. The Word of God says that you need to become an imitator of Christ. Simple as that. What are you doing to imitate Christ? The more Jesus in you and around you, the more you will echo Jesus. So if you're struggling, get into the word. And also, begin to know Jesus. Surround yourself with others that love Jesus. Let them rub off on you. Did you hear that? Surround yourself with others that can lift you up and help you be like Jesus. That's our church family. We need to surround ourselves with each other to be encouraging, to be imitators. So that's the first point, imitate Christ. The second one is be thankful and encouraging. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Always be thankful in any situation. The world is full of negative thinking. So how can you begin to have a positive words and praise the Lord? How do we get into that state of being thankful? Well, I know the number one for me is worshiping God. You know, you plug in that music, you turn it up as high as you can, and you sing as loud as you can till the negative just comes right out of you. You sing and you praise. You thank God. And usually by the time you're done doing that, you feel so good. You feel so encouraged. And if you find yourself slipping and starting to complain or feel sad, stop and make yourself list the things you can be thankful for. This is, can be a daily battle, but that's okay. You see, sometimes... When you're in a situation and you can look at it and say, there's nothing to be thankful for. I don't want to thank God for anything I'm going through. Well, look at yourself. Thank God you brushed your teeth that morning. Say something positive. Thank the Lord that you got dressed. Thank the Lord that you're walking across the living room. See, there's always something to be thankful for. And once you push that muscle in your brain to start being thankful It comes a little more natural. It's just like working out physically. You know, who here goes, oh, yeah, I'm just, I want to go run and I want to go do my exercises. No, we think of every excuse not to do it. Poor Cheryl. We're supposed to be walking, and every week, I don't think I can make it. I have to walk into church today. (laughs) Honestly. But once you do it and work out and you start toning those muscles and working those muscles, you feel good, don't you? When you get done, you're like, ooh, doggies, I feel good. Same thing with your brain. A lot of our thought process is just habit. And when you can break that thought process, you have a whole different mindset, Thank you, Jesus. The other thing I used to do when the kids were little, <laughs> they still hate this. When they began to snip at each other and get negative, I'd say, whoa, 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 whoa. And we still kind of do this between Pastor Norm and I, and a lot of times it's like, oh be quiet, quit using my own medicine. I'd say, all right, you said enough negative, now say three positives. And I'd make them sit side by side. Sometimes I'd put them on the back stoop. Sometimes I'd put them in the garage and say, don't until you've come up with at least three positives about each other. You stick together. And be like, I'm glad I didn't get spanking. You know, they'd come up with some, but they did it. And usually by the third thank, they were laughing. And it changed the whole attitude. So there's all sorts of things you can do, but start working on it. Be thankful. Be encouraging. When you tend to keep going back to the hurt, you won't heal. But when you can look at it and have a thankful attitude for what God is doing in your life, you learn from it. The experience from your past may still sting, but you are able to move forward. And you find yourself wanting to encourage others. You know, that's why I wanted them to play that song by Lauren Daigle. Because it's not what we think about ourselves; it's what God thinks about us. That is so awesome. And every chance you get, try to make someone else feel good about themselves. When when you start talking with someone, make sure you're not overwhelming the conversation. Don't have it all about me. Stop and ask them questions about what's going on in their life and let them open up. And when you can make somebody feel better, it does something to you, and it blesses you. It helps you get out of your funk, and they will begin to open up. When you minister to someone else, it will help you. So that is be an imitator of Christ, be encouraging. And this next one is, which you're probably going, be truthful. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It's a good one. I believe when you have been hurt, you tend to just go along with what somebody else wants to do or whatever they say because you don't want the confrontation. You don't want to bring up what you really want to do or what you want to say because you've been so hurt in the past you'd rather just avoid it. Just, okay, yeah, that's good, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you become a people pleaser so you don't have to share how you really feel. And you need to start standing up for yourself. I've had several women who've come in for counseling and a lot of them don't know how to say no. If somebody asks them something, yes, 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 yes. And you go, and then they end up not doing it because they really didn't want to, so they just let the person down. And I'm like, okay, this has got to stop. You need to start saying no. And this one in particular, and I told her I was going to share about this today, I kept working with her. And I'd ask her something I know she didn't want to do, to hear her go yes and say, you should have said no. Well, you know, she's done pretty good, but the only person she says no to now is me. <laughs> that kind of failed on me. So, <laughs> but it is true. If, if that's you, if, you're, if you are that kind of person that just shies away and just you say yes just to so please be in the people, don't do that. That's not being truthful. Ephesians 4.15 says, Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, and that is Christ. When you're honest with people, when you're honest, people tend to trust you. Why would someone believe you when you tell them about Jesus if you stretch the truth or do things that aren't honest? This hurts when you are trying to win someone to Jesus. Be honest and tell the truth. Now, when we first got saved, I learned this. It was a God thing. And like I said, we lived in this brand-new subdivision, brand-new homes, and something had happened with the excavator in the subdivision where they had crimped a drainage tile and had backed up water into everybody's basements or downstairs. So they had the insurance adjuster come in, and they told everybody, go down, price what's, what's been ruined, and the adjuster will come and will share to you what they're going to give you. And we were having this little powwow in the, in the street, and everybody's like, oh, whatever you do, think about what it is, and then double or triple the price, because inevitably they're going to come in, and if you tell them $300, they're only going to give you $150, So if you want to really get the good price, you need to double everything. I went, well, that's weird. And I went home and I prayed about it. I said, Lord, what can I do? And I had, most of you young ones don't even know what this is, but I had a Sears catalog from a couple years before that. It wasn't a new one. So I sat down with this catalog and I started flipping through it like we had a big area rug. And I thought, oh, well, that rug five or six years ago was worth this much. Oh, well, and I priced it of what I found in the catalog. I don't know why I did that, it just, I did it. And I told Norm, I said, I don't think we should bump the price up. That's not fair. That's not right. So I didn't. So the adjuster came and sure enough a lot of the neighbors, oh I can't believe it, I put 300 down, they only gave me a hundred. This is ridiculous. I went, oh boy, we're not even going to get paid for what we lost. So I handed This adjuster in my list and he started looking through it. He went, mm-hmm, hmm. Hmm. Hey, didn't you have to rent a fan? I said, yes, sir. He goes, well, you don't have the price on there. Let me add it. And he did several different things like that. Then he hands me the sheet and it was at least double of what I had put on the sheet. And I said, wow, well, thank you. He goes, yeah, let me tell you what I usually do. He goes, I get an old catalog and I have an idea what those prices are. And you were spot on in every price you put down. I'm like, wow, thank you, God. Let me tell you, that was a testimony to that subdivision. And more than once, without us even knowing it, that was just a God moment where he, he worked with us. I mean, there were so many things like our taxes. The guy across the street did our taxes, and he would be like, how do you do that? You tithe more than you make. If you, can't, you can't survive on what you're tithing. And it was a witness to him. We need to be truthful. We need to stay true to God and let him be the lifter of our heads. Amen? So now this is, I'm gonna say this. I started to take it out three times, but every time I did, I went, no, I can't. If you have a relationship with Christ, there's no room for self-pity. And I don't want to sound harsh, but get over yourself. Bottom line, get over yourself. And just like Greg shared with the offering, what did Jesus Christ do to us? And if there's a situation in your life where you've been hurt, you've been and I can understand, I know there's deep hurts, there's people been abused, people... But get over yourself. Take what's happened. Let God heal you and use it. I'm living proof that God will make you stronger. Now, does that mean I'm always on top of things? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, am a, I can do all this. Yeah. No, I go home crying a lot going, oh, Norm. I'm like, sometimes I'm, a, I'm just a bowl of jello inside. But God has taught me. God has shared with me how to take those feelings and become, on the outside, confident. I wouldn't say I'm confident on the inside, but I try to show confidence because people need me. God needs me to minister to you. And that's where I'm at. Everyone has issues. It's how you deal with them that gives you a freedom. You know, it's like doesn't matter whatever you're going through right now. Jesus might not take it away. Christ might not do a miraculous healing. He might, praise God. But if he doesn't, you still can praise him. Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can take your relationship with Christ away from you. And that's why a lot of missionaries and a lot of people who are tortured and thrown in prisons... Can sing and say thank you, Jesus, even though they're going through horrible conditions, because nobody can take that if you have a relationship with Christ. Don't have a pity party when someone hurts your feelings or say something mean. Look inside you and find out who God thinks of you. You need to, yeah, you do need to take time to cry, and you do and get angry. That's okay. I had a mentor who I just love, Sister Warnick, and she always said, all right, when you're hurt, you need to cry, or you're upset, go to the oven, set your timer for 10, 15 minutes, boohoo it out. Cry, scream, yell, but when that timer goes off, you're done, and you go on. It works, try it. Yes, we need to get our feelings out, but you don't have to drag them out for 40 years. No one can make it better for you. Only you can choose if you want to get better. Words can hurt, but those same words can also make you stronger and better. Sometimes there's value in your trial, even if you can't see it. Learn from it and work on getting better, not bitter. The neat thing is looking back, God was there even when I wasn't saved. And I didn't know him. He kept me safe and he kept Pastor Norman and I together in our marriage until we got saved and then our marriage skyrocketed. God has just worked miraculously in our marriage and it's how many 40, 45? Okay. No, I think it's 46 this September. I don't know. It's 40-something years, but it's been a good ride. Huh? You know, I've, I've been the... Yeah. And it's like we just got married yesterday. I mean, Troy and Sarah came over Sunday, or Friday night for dinner, and they were getting ready to leave, and we are hugging on each other, and Troy goes, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I love making him uncomfortable. <laughs> When you start working on yourself, you will begin the healing process and start to grow in Christ. And with that, you can say, "With I can do it. With Christ, you can do all things who strengthen you. Philippians 4, 13. Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. If you don't learn one scripture, that's a good one to learn. Because no matter what you're going through, you can go, I can do Do things. And you can. So I challenge you to apply these steps today. Be an imitator of Christ. Be thankful and encouraging, and be truthful. When you choose to change, God will make you better, not bitter. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this time together. I just ask that those that needed a word, that you give it to them today. And I do pray for those that are hurting and are crushed, that you will give them a light, a glimpse of something they can do to get better and not be bitter. Help us all to walk in your love and love on people no matter where they're at or what they're doing. If they're ornery and mean, just help us to put our arms around them and love them. And I just thank you for that today. And we put it all in your hands. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, before we go any farther, I I do want to have an altar call. If you're hurting and you just need prayer, I want you to come up here. But the first thing is, is you need Jesus Christ in your heart. And Greg laid it out perfect for the offering today. Jesus did it all for us. And if you have never given your heart to Christ, now's the time to do it. Don't walk out of here not knowing Jesus or having the chance to know Jesus. Remember, you get to choose. You get to choose how you walk out of here today. So if that's you coming up and just say, I want to give my heart to Jesus, I need to be healed of my feelings, I need that jump start to start this week off. And these altars are open for you. In Jesus' name, amen.